Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. A reading from James. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who receive themselves deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and, on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not bear, not being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongue, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their body needs, bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse 13. Glory Glory to to you, you, O Lord. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but it's thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As we talk about practicing faith and we move through the five promises in the baptismal covenant, one of the things that I've been realizing, especially this week, is that each commitment is harder than the one that came before it. We started two weeks ago with live among God's faithful people. It's not that hard to be part of a church community. I'm sorry, but our membership requirements, frankly, are really low. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Part of the point is anyone can join the church. That's a good thing. And obviously, there are challenges to living in community. Sometimes God's faithful people can be challenging to live among and get along with. But the principle is not very difficult. And then last week, we heard the promise, hear the word of the Lord, hear the word of God, and share in the Lord's Supper. So basically, do the things that we do when we gather as church. 
And sometimes we need the reminder to actually hear the word, actually pull the Bible off the shelf and open it. But again, the principle is pretty straightforward. The Bible and the sacraments point to God's living word, Jesus, who is God with us. But then we get to today's promise. And today's promise calls us to respond. Living among God's God's faithful people and hearing God's word, sharing in the Lord's Supper, ought to make us do something, ought to make us respond. Proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed that describes a way of life, an authentic way of living where everything we do and everything we say testifies to what God has done for us, the good news of Jesus' gift for us. And this morning, I want to look at this promise, and I want to break it down in reverse order. So we'll start with the idea of deeds, the things we do. And we'll start by looking at this tough passage Ron read from James. So last week, we talked about hearing the Word of God, right? And I think we're all good with that. Read the Bible, listen to the story of God's love for you, receive God's grace through communion, all good things, straightforward. And then along comes James. And James has this radical idea that we should do more than just listen and receive. We should do more than just say, yes, I believe in Jesus. We should do more than just show up to church, more than just sing a few songs and maybe listen to some prayers and some sort of a lecture about Jesus. James dares to say, being a Christian means we need to change the way that we live. And what's really annoying about James is he doesn't just say something vague about how Jesus loved nice people and so we should be nice. No, he's much more specific. He says, Jesus loves you, and that means you need to care for your neighbors. James says we need to do more than just have a nice Christian attitude where we say, go in peace, feel better, stay warm, eat your fill. Because telling someone who's hungry to go eat doesn't do any good if they don't have food. Instead, James tells us we need to give food to the people who are hungry. When someone needs clothes, he says, we need to give them some clothes. You and I are supposed to actually do something about the needs of our neighbors. Imagine that. Isn't that annoying? I have to do something about it. The challenge especially comes when we try to figure out what we're supposed to do, the best way to feed the hungry or fight poverty, because that's when we start getting into political debates. We have liberals on one side who want the government to take care of everybody and make sure nobody gets left out. We have conservatives who want the government to get out of the way so people can take care of themselves. James doesn't care if you're liberal or conservative or libertarian or socialist or whatever. James wants you to feed your neighbor. James wants you to not talk about how much faith you have and how much you care. He wants you to actually live it out. Do something with your faith. He insists that our actions need to match what we say we believe. And you know, most of the time as a church, I don't think we're actually too bad at that. We do a lot of good as a congregation. Don't hear me saying we're not doing any of this. This is not a new idea. We do everything from sending money to wildfire victims, knitting gloves for children in need, making meals for the homeless shelter, being part of a church that 
advocates for just public policies, all those school kits we did a couple weeks ago. We do charity walks. You'll hear more about that in a couple minutes. We give to the food pantry lots of good things. And all that is important. That's living out what James says we're supposed to do. It's not what saves us. It doesn't make God love us more or something. But it's how we respond to the love God has already given us. And there's always more we can do, of course. The more we grasp God's love, the more generous and caring we become. If we want our neighbors to know Jesus, and I certainly hope we do, that's why we're here, then the way that we live, the ways we serve as church, the things we do as individual Christians need to match what we say we believe. Because people look to see if we practice what we preach, if we do the things. Our deeds are our witness. You ever heard the phrase, preach the gospel always, and if necessary, use words? Anybody heard that before? It's often wrongly attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. He almost certainly never said it. And it's a great sentiment if it's used to mean that our actions need to support our words. The problem I have with this phrase is that sometimes that idea of preaching the gospel through what we do, which is important, that can become an excuse to avoid using any words, avoid the risk of offending someone by having a religious conversation, by actually talking about Jesus. And here's the thing. Sometimes we need to actually use the words too. Proclaiming good news about God in Christ Jesus requires talking about the good news of God in Christ Jesus. And I know this occasionally comes as a shock to those of us who try to put faith at the center of our lives, but you don't need to be a follower of Jesus to do good things and love your neighbor. You don't need to go to church to live a good life and help people. It's a good thing, too, because there's a lot of people that don't go to church who do good things and love people. So if we want our words and our actions and our service to testify to the love of God that we know in Jesus Christ, words can be pretty important. No matter how many wonderful service projects we do or social justice programs we have as a church, if we ever stop talking about Jesus, we have failed as a church and we should shut our doors. And I don't mean, of course, that we need to, that you need to go constantly preach at people. I don't mean go out on the corner and get a bullhorn and go to some festival or something like that and just yell at people. We can all come up with lots of ineffective, even counterproductive ways to use words. But that doesn't mean we should be scared of using them. We need to talk about Jesus. And it doesn't need to be complicated or polished. Pastor John Herman writes, proclaiming the good news of God in Christ Jesus in our words means being willing to share our faith story. It means being open to the possibility of a spiritual conversation. It means taking your faith with you wherever you go and being open to the possibilities to speak a word of hope or comfort to another person. Often the best witnessing or sharing one's faith 
comes out of caring listening, attending to the needs of others. When you talk to another person about Jesus, you're helping that person take the next step toward Jesus. That's what the tax collector Matthew did in the Bible. He invited his friends to dinner to meet Jesus for themselves. So I don't think that most of us are called to get up on stage at a revival or something like that. God bless the people who are, but I don't think that's most of us. I think that we are called, all of us, to share our story of what God has done for us, to be able to answer that question, who is Jesus for you? Why does church matter? How has faith made a difference in your life? How has following Jesus influenced how you spend your time, what you do? As an example, that's what David does in today's psalm that we just read. He talks about a time when he was in trouble, how he when he was in trouble, how he was fleeing an enemy army at the time, he sought the Lord and he experienced God helping him. That's his story. He says, this poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. And then he takes that story and he invites others to have a similar experience, to get to know the Lord who has helped him. So verse 8, he says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. It's an invitation. Or in that first reading from Joshua, it talks about how the people have seen God at work. They've experienced God. They've witnessed God dramatically, miraculously parting the Jordan River, leading them through the river on dry land into the promised land. And once they enter the land, they stop and Joshua sets up a monument. He piles these 12 stones on each other so that when their descendants ask, what do these stones mean? It's an opening for them to tell the story of how God saved them. Tell the story of what God did for them. Your testimony is simply the story of how God is at work in your life. What God has done for you. How God has brought you to this time and place. Brought you through whatever it is that you've gone through. Brought you to where you are. And it's worth taking some time to consider what your story is. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And then pay attention because God gives you those opportunities to share your story. God gives you, he gives you those opportunities. So keep your eyes open, your ears open. Watch for those chances to talk about your faith. And then remember, what we're proclaiming is good news. Sometimes I think we lose that. We get lost in all the commands and instructions God gives us for how to live, and those are important. But we have the best story in history to tell. We get to share the good news of Jesus Christ and his love. We get to share that we are not alone, that life is not hopeless. This world is not just suffer and then eventually you die. No, the tomb is empty. Death is defeated. That is good news that this world needs to hear. In the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you have been given new life, new hope, meaning, and purpose. The promise that no matter what anyone else might do to you, no matter how much this world might beat you down, you are loved. 
And even in those times when your words, when your deeds don't match your words, even in those times when all of us hypocritically fail to live up to who it is we're called to be, God still comes to us offering forgiveness and grace. That is good news, news worth sharing. And that is the message Jesus calls us to share. You are loved. You matter to God. And so we can't hide this good news under a bushel basket, Jesus says. Instead, we let it shine and give light to all who are lost in the shadows. If we stop proclaiming this good news, if we stop talking about this gospel message revealed in Jesus Christ, well, then we're like salt that's lost its saltiness. What good is that? Faith is meant to be shared, not kept to ourselves. It's meant to be lived out. Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for the good news you have entrusted to us, the good news of your love revealed in your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us to put our faith into action. Guide us to act in your name, to do good and bless our neighbors, and give us words to share your love. Use us here today. Use this congregation to proclaim your gospel in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaukee County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.